0: Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
2: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Go. Five, four, three, two, three, two, one. Hi, Beatrice. How are you? great Rosemary thanks although I have to say your counting leads something to be desired <laughs> this is a bad note to start on I would just like to ask something now so that everybody knows you are now like are you recording me without my consent um no I thought there's a little record thing up on the top of my screen I thought you just said okay i are recording you I don't my think it consent. was that without your consent I said I'm recording you and you nodded you I if we if we play back the video which we will after this pretty sure there was a nod Hmm.
0: your I hair bounced
2: your hair bounced in agreement there was a definite nod <laughs> That's that's uh, just my fesh-kill hairstyle. But you know what? You're fine because in Indiana, you don't need... I found this out. You don't need two-party approval to co- for a covert recording. Are you actually serious? You can just record someone. Yeah. That reminds me of the time I was in the office. Not necessarily in Indiana, but that reminds me of the time I was in the office and uh, I went over to talk to somebody oh, yeah. who worked in a different department and... I thought we had a great relationship, genuinely. Like, I don't think I'm somebody who needs to be recorded by any stretch of the imagination, but like, then that's my own opinion. And we started having conversation and she did something really awkward with the phone. And I was like, what are you doing? She goes, "Eh, nothing. And I said, what are you doing with your phone? She goes, I'm recording us. I said, what are you recording us for? She goes, just to make sure that we have our conversation on the record. Like the conversation was literally totally banal. Nothing ever came of it, but it was the weirdest thing ever because it was very un-covert. Well, she should have got one of those pens that a friend of mine, who shall remain unnamed, bought in order to record their boss during a difficult conversation. And then, when I was like, Are you sure that's legal? They were like, Yeah, it's fine in Indiana. What is this pen? pen? You can get a pen and you click it like a biro and it starts to record. Oh, my God. I need about 20 of these pens. Not for but like, then, not for any kind of like illicit, but just to be like, yeah, that was a ridiculous conversation. Also, because I could write things down afterwards because I always oh my want God, to remember your, them. Pen, your pen would be dead. The battery would be dead in about two seconds. You'd be like, the baby said something really hilarious. Chance <laughs> said something really hilarious. Don, say that again. That was really well, hilarious. And the pen would be dead. Uh, also, the pens would be lost. I'm like, where's my phone? Where are lost. the pens? Where's my handbag? Where's my credit card? It would be lost. Oh, or would be like, or actually like the one voice transcriber I have somewhere that has, that pops up around the house to haunt me, that has one short story that I ever recorded in my life ever that both you and Don somehow managed to find and like click when you want to super embarrass oh. me and play for me. Yeah. Oh my God, it's coming back yes, to me. Yes, from Milan. I bought a transcriber because I was like, I'm going to be the next great American novelist, even though I'm Irish. I'm going to be the next Irish novelist, right? And I was like, well, it's much better if I could just like transcribe what I'm saying because it's so genius and gen- genuinely most of it is in the middle of the night and like it's super amazingly smart. And then if I could just, actually I could I could read you something that I, oh, I don't have my phone. I could read you something that I wrote down the other, in the middle of the night that was allegedly genius. And when I woke up the next day, I was literally like, I cannot make head in her tales of this total nonsense. I, I did that for a while where I basically was convinced that I was having all these great ideas right before bed. So I started writing them down and then I'd go back to them the next day and it would basically say something like the juxtaposition of water and a coffee mug. <laughs> and I'd be like, what? And like in my, you know, before I went to sleep, I'd be going, that's a great piece. I'm going to write that tomorrow. Well, I also compose amazing bits of music in my sleep and I can neither write sheet music like, I mean, I can write, you know, one line of piano music if forced. But I mean, it's not like I'm composing things, but literally I'm doing a... Oh, but you know what I read about the Rolling Stones as well? And in some interview, Keith Richards and Mick Jagger both said that their a lot of their music came to them in their sleep. And so they have a pen, paper behind their, beside their beds, behind their beds, beside their beds. And they wake up, you know, in the morning and write their music down. And I think that was part of, like, I was like, me too. And I hear strings and I hear the whole like arrangement. I've just never actually managed to make it do anything beyond just entertain me in my sleep. I think the closest I've ever got to that was that I had an entire dream set to that song, The Shadowlands by Ryan Adams, in which I was naked and riding an enormous black horse. Do you know what? That was actually very prophetic of you as it turned out with Ryan Adams and his... Brian or Ryan? Ryan. Oh yeah, Ryan. With his like slightly me too personality oh, yeah you know, yeah yeah that you weren't fully clothed you know and he was probably saying things oh. like do this music in my barn and then I'll release it if you marry me and yes that was my American accent all of accent. our faves <laughs> there was an excellent American accent but <laughs> all of our faves are ruined now <laughs> oh yeah well kind of but yes anyway so tonight Rosemary what are we going to talk about or today and this episode what are we going to talk about we're going to talk about online dating oh okay great Are we? Surprise! Which was one of the topics that was suggested. I mean, like, I know I've mentioned this, but a few of the topics were like, Beatrice's life, Beatrice's career. So I'm glossing over those and we're going to talk about online dating. So terribly (laughs) jealous. Beatrice's online dating. Now, you also online dated, right? Even though I have to say, as you pointed out to me so kindly today, that I was at the forefront of it because I'm ancient. But I would like to say, no, I was at the forefront of it because I lived in Paris at the time. And the Parisians in France, in fact, was where online dating apparently first took off. Oh, I didn't know that. You did because I told you today. <laughs> okay, but like I didn't know that before that. And, and I thought we were having these conversations like we hadn't had them before. So stuffing being a dickhead. <sighs> so when you were online dating in Paris, it was obviously, obviously, before the cell phone in terms of like you didn't have apps. So was it just like a website? Did you have to, you know, did you have to put your profile up on a website? Can you remember? Was it match.com? What was no, it? no, it was called Meetic. I'm trying to think like, it's called what? Meetic, M-E-E-T-I-C. It was, it was French. Meetic. It was French. It's not remotely French. It was French. Me-tick. Um It's it's kind of like, like an affectionate way of talking about your stupidest child. What does that mean? It, he's French? Uh, no, like, ah, uh, Sammy, he's meetic. Oh, get it? my God, that never occurred to me. No, anyway, yes. Oh. So I was online dating. I was working and I would constantly... You're right, there were no apps. So I'd constantly be trying to get some like, you know, super smart emails in, in French, before it was time to leave work so that I could go and meet somebody. But it's actually, I was thinking about this today. There's actually something very addictive about online dating, right? It's like... On the one hand, you're thinking, well, I was thinking, could I just please meet the man of my dreams? And on the other hand, I'm like, could I not meet him because I really enjoyed this and I want to keep going and dating? Because I remember when I actually started dating somebody like seriously through online dating, when I met somebody that I actually liked and kept dating, there was an aspect of me that was like, mm, could this not work? Because then I could, you know. Because you're having fun, Yeah, basically. then I could like keep dating. There, like, who's next? Yeah. Is there something better around the corner? You know what I mean? Is there something better around the corner? I mean, I think it's, I think it can be very addictive, probably because the two of us quite like, like, I think we're both, nosy is the wrong word, but I think we're both quite curious people and we like chatting to new people and getting to know them and asking them questions about themselves. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't like chatting to randomers in the supermarket, but like, I do enjoy getting to know new people. And I think that was a part of online dating that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I think... uh, And that I suspect you probably enjoyed too. Well, I mean, I wonder if, like, maybe I was endowing all of these individuals with way more interesting, you know, traits than they actually had. Like, they... Oh, yeah, sure. Do you remember I used to send you snippets of my conversations with guys? I'd be like, this guy is so funny. And you would basically get back and be like, no, no, you're being funny. He's being boring. I don't know if I actually enjoyed online dating. I mean, on the one hand, I'm saying it was addictive, but I don't know if I actually enjoyed it. It just felt very competitive. Like... And I mean, it also, I was thinking about this too, like, it's also kind of ridiculous to think that every guy you go out with, you're going, like, in theory, you should be thinking like, of the hundred people I go out with, maybe I'll like, really genuinely like, you know, be compatible with one of them or two of them. And the rest of them, like, I might get on with them and they might be grand, but like, they're not, whereas I think I approached it with like, every single one of these I need to be highly compatible with. So I was very... I think I took it very personally, you know what I mean, at the beginning. And yeah. but until I became obsessed, and then I was just like churn and burn, like date every night, like and and I remember at a certain churn and burn. Yeah, but I remember at a certain point, like one of my friends, like you don't actually need to go on a date every night. But I felt like I did, you know. But I don't know that I was my like authentic self. Were you? No, I mean I think I've talked about this before. My online dating profile was, I mean, look, when I first started online dating years ago, was probably when I was about 23. Do you remember? And I went online dating right after I'd broken up with my college boyfriend. And I remember at the time you saying to me, do you want to be single for a while? And I was like, I do. I'm just online dating for fun. I learned my mistake, Rosemary. I don't think you're um, somebody made for singledom, but we should discuss that anon and at length multiple more times. Great. (laughs) And I met this guy and we dated for about a year. And the day we broke up, there was a piece published in the Irish Times about how we had met online. But like, Obviously I'd written it 10 days previously and then we had a big oh, break. Oh, thank up, God and, like, you wrote it. I Oh, wrote I thought it, you and, literally and, like, meant like out. a puff piece like written by somebody else about like the two of oh, you. Oh, no, no, no. I wrote a very like smug piece about how I met my boyfriend online and it came out in the paper the day we broke up. It was desperate. Oh. I mean, I learned a lesson about not speaking about my private No, life. no you did learned not. No, no from you anything. absolutely no. never. You have yet to learn that lesson. And but anyway, <laughs> all I was going to say was when I first started online dating years ago, I think it hadn't really occurred to me to be strategic immediately. Do you know what I mean? So I was very honest about my likes and dislikes. Oh my God, I was blah, never blah, blah, remotely strategic. Whereas then later, like in the past couple of years when I've online dated, I've been very strategic and I'm like, hmm, what do men like? Oh my God. And I'll like write things about how, I mean. Stripey t-shirts, listen, stripy t-shirts, a pair of sneakers I and was, jeans. I was wearing a lot of stripy t-shirts, but in my profiles, I would talk about how much I liked Star Wars, which which I do like, but like not that much. Uh, how much I liked Star Wars. And then I would make some joke about like knowing the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek, so I'd be like, I'm not like those girls. Oh, so my embarrassing. God, so embarrassing. And then I almost <laughs> no always offense, put in something about how so i so like... embarrassed. <laughs> and then I would almost always put in something about how I like chicken wings. Because I always feel like i chicken, chicken wings doesn't take herself too seriously. Well do you know what? Is that why you're with Brandon? Because didn't he bring you to the chicken wings place the first night you went yeah. out? Because I had it on my fucking profile. Now he thinks he I'm thinks my favourite thing in the world. So he's, he's always trying to get me to eat chicken wings. I wonder if everybody could just see my sad, pitiful, sorrowful face on your behalf. Oh, well, everybody can see it when you release this <laughs> illicit recording. The bag of Doritos on the coffee table, it's all so chic. Oh, I didn't know you could see I I'd them No, oh. you didn't, remotely. And the, like, and the, the white drunk yeah. s'mores for a Oh, I made s'mores for dessert. For these boys who didn't deserve it. So did we. There's chocolate everywhere. I made, yeah, I made s'mores. I toasted them on the gas hob. And then the kids go, or should I say the cooktop. And then the kids go, mom, you burnt these. You're not good at this. Oh, you know what? You're welcome. You're welcome. Your husband could like stick those s'mores up his bottom and they'd be like, dad makes s'mores so good. He would never (laughs) do that. He would never do that. (laughs) He totally would. And you're right, they totally would be like, oh, they were delicious. Dad's s'mores were yum. He'd be like, such a smoky flavor. Oh I love my this. God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but the thing that I never really understood about dating in Ireland, because obviously I was dating in Paris, just saying, like a little bit more cosmopolitan. No, actually not. Très chic. Yeah, not remotely cosmopolitan, because like nobody understood me. And that's the other thing. Like I dated without with zero language skills, right? So in hindsight, I think to myself. No wonder these guys... No wonder I, like, went out with these weird guys, except for the guy that I actually ended up dating. But, like, because I, you know, I spoke extremely fluent colleague French on the emails. Like, as in my colleagues helped me draft the wittiest emails ever. And then suddenly I rocked up to the bar and stuff and I was like, Allo? Oui? C'est moi? Uh Ah-ah. Non, non, je ne comprends pas. Du vin? Merci. But, like, I never... At least I never had to meet these guys again, right? But I never understood, like... When you said you were dating in Ireland, I was a bit like, Oh, like that's a smaller pool to be dating in, right? And it turned out like that loads of people you did date, we did know via people. Like, did yeah. that make it uncomfortable yeah. or like was it fine? Um I don't think it made it uncomfortable. There was something like I have a friend who is a teacher and so whenever she was online dating, she would only ever do Tinder Gold, which is when you pay for a special lever of a special lever a special level of Tinder where People can't see your profile unless you already like them because she was really paranoid that like parents in her class would see her profile and oh. think she was unprofessional. Do you know what yeah, I, mean? But I mean? That's one thing if you're like wearing a bikini, like, just in case anybody can hear the weird dragging noises that is not you and McGregor dragging neighbors across. That is literally the kids doing God even knows what. So in case you can hear that. Well, yeah, I mean, if you can hear screaming on this side, that's my boyfriend's kids doing God knows what screaming <laughs> basically. <laughs> What, having, having doing the best time what doing kids do best, doing what kids do best, going to bed yeah. extremely well-behavedly, making noise for no reason. But yeah, no, I'm like sometimes I actually find it kind of comforting. I remember I went on a date with this guy who it turned out was a friend of a friend of yours, and I remember thinking she's really nice, therefore he must be really nice. Like if he's friends with her and her family, then he must be a good guy if you know what I mean. Well, that's true, but I and, like, I think... It made me even more invested in it. But I think that... Oh, yeah, well, I think that about Ireland in general, though. Like, it's very hard to... Like, I always thought that was really weird when I was living in Milan or when I was living anywhere, basically, that wasn't Ireland. And, and I don't think it's so much to do with, like, it being Italy, but it's more when you are displaced from the place that you grow up. You know, you don't realise, like, how far the tendrils go, like, how many friends, cousins, relations, like, how broad your network is, just even you know, by dint of knowing somebody, they know somebody and like there's this kind of chain reaction. Whereas when I moved to Milan and I remember I would date people and it's like, the other thing is, right, you can't also tell about clothing, like because clothing is such a big signifier and you understand what Mm -hmm, the Irish mm -hmm. clothing history is, right? You understand this means I'm this type of person or I'm projecting this type of image. When you go to Milan, like, or to Paris, Paris, maybe not as far, but like Milan is a very distinct sartorial universe, right? And I would be going out with people. I'd be like, I don't really know what this... Is this the equivalent of a, you know, of a four-piece suit? Is this the equivalent of a Juicy Couture track suit? Is this the equivalent of a shell suit? Like, I mm-hmm, don't really know mm-hmm. what you're messaging to me here. And then I would go out with them and their friends. And, and, like, it took a lot longer to kind of understand culturally kind of what you had in common or not in common with people. Yeah. And not to say that, like it's about how, you know, I feel like in a way it broadened my horizons because it made me more open because I did date and hang out with a lot of really different people. But it also made me much more aware probably of how much people message through their clothing. And when you don't have that sort of uh, kind of stake in the ground, like how hard it is, you know, how many things you're trying to ascertain all at once. Like, it's like we almost have, okay, I, I understand what circles you move in. I understand what your job is. I understand kind of the... Uh, the arena that you live in and then I can go from there. Do I like you beyond that? Whereas I was starting like way, way, way back. Yeah, but you know what um, what else I think you miss out on when you date abroad? And obviously I know this from the two people I went on dates with in America, but it's just something that i thought about a lot. If you don't know what it means to be from somewhere and what I mean by that is if you start dating somebody who's from, say in Dublin, from Fox Rock, right? You have an idea that that person has grown up with wealth. You know what I mean? And you kind of think, okay, they have money, so that probably means that they, like, come from X or, like, a certain level of education or whatever it is. Or, you know, somebody grew up in Crumland, so you're like, okay, they're from a working-class background or, you know, like, that kind of culture that, like, our parents are from. So you kind of identify with them in a certain way, whereas I feel like then when you're abroad, you don't know what it means to be from anywhere, if you know what I mean. So the other thing is, I think there's a validation that comes from I know a friend of a friend of a friend, and you immediately think, great, you're not a psychopath, and if I go missing they know I went missing with you right because like I think in Milan or in Paris or even in New York I was always thinking like who knows this person like is he actually who he says he is and I definitely think that we all met people who were not what they who they said they were and who had entirely fake profiles and backgrounds and I mean even in Ireland people tried to get away with that in a much smaller you know we've all seen cases and we see cases in the news of people who've tried to pretend to be something that they're not but like I genuinely think that there were not just that I'm married but the I'm also actually nuts and I'm you know but you there's nobody you can reach out to whereas um like yeah. did you feel comfortable did it make you feel more did it give you a maybe a full sense of comfort the fact that you were going out with this person who then was the friend of a friend and like she valid you know she vouched for him and you were saying like you really liked him and then maybe it didn't end up where you thought well, it Well, you know what with With that particular example, it was one of those really weird ones where we we went, our initial date was for coffee and we were both talking about it, like, we'll just go for a vetting coffee. And that's kind of what I used to do, like, more recently when I'd online date, I'd try and just go for coffee with people because in a way I'd be like, I'm not wasting an entire day, like, or an entire night and, like, getting dressed up and going for drinks and all this kind of investment. I'd be like, let's just meet for a coffee, see if we even gel, you know, if we even have anything to talk about and then we can go on a proper date the next time. So we went for coffee. And then after the coffee, it was like, will we go for a drink? Will we go for something to eat? We ended up kind of meeting for coffee at 3pm and staying out until 1, you know what I mean? So I was like, this has gone so well. We got on really well, loads to talk about. He walked me home, came in for a glass of wine. We sat in the back patio, didn't kiss or anything actually. But it was just a really nice date where I was like, this is definitely like going to go somewhere. And he texted me the minute he left, basically. I was like, I had a great time. Like, I'd love to do this again. And this in combination with the fact that he knew your friend, that I was like, he's so nice. We got on so well. He's definitely not going to be a dick. You're also thinking he knows that you know yes. he knows your friend, right? So yeah, he can't treat yes. you badly. So I was like, yeah, so I was like, he's not going to risk being a dick because he's going to think it's going to get back to these people that he's friendly with. Well, little did I know all <laughs> men have the capacity to be absolute dicks because he texted me Rosemary, was like hashtag not all men. All men have the capacity. to be So do all, all, so men do men all women, Rosemary. <laughs> Don't upset me. Anyway, he texted me. It was like, I had a great time. Oh. I'd love to do it again. It was when the, the latest season, the last season of Game of Thrones was out. So he was like, Do you want to come over during the week to watch the oh, first I episode of Game of Thrones? This. I was delighted for you. Yeah. I, well, oh, I was also. So well, honestly, I was more delighted because I was like, Oh my God, he is a homebody. Rosemary will love this. Because, in fairness, for anybody who's listening, like the first date you had with Brandon was chicken wings the second date you had was you forcing him to watch every episode of Buffy on his sofa in his house right this is a lie that you keep perpetuating on this very podcast and to all of our friends and family it was I date that number was true. three before it was date number three before we watched one one she's episode like, she's of like Buffy. number two the internet was down no no on date number two, we went for dinner and we went for a walk around downtown where oh. he told me things about buildings that he, I don't think, I think he actually made it. But anyway. Where did you go for anyway, dinner? I think we went to Junk Ditch. Oh, that's romantic. I thought you date definitely were sure we... you forced Buffy on him. No, that was, that was date number three and we have yet to even commence season two. Oh. So my my uh, Buffy watch, once, oh, listen, my once God. he got what he wanted, once he got what he wanted, Buffy was off the table. Once he got what he wanted. I have to wonder what that was. <laughs> Junk ditch. All oh, right. Okay. Go ditch. ahead. <laughs> anyway, this guy invited me over to watch Game of Thrones. I was literally at home. You know what the other thing was? He was the first guy I'd ever ever dated, who I suspected was seriously wealthy, and I was Rose, so excited Rose, because I'd always just such thought. A disgrace. I know, but I'd always just thought, like, why can't I just meet someone rich? Would this you know, be like, similar? Your friends meet someone is this, rich. Yeah, is this similar to how you texted me the other day? Even though you are now in love with Brandon, and I am. 10 years married and you said why could none of us neither one of us have met Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg why did we not marry them <laughs> i would just like to point out i didn't mean because of their personalities which seemed genuinely oh. shit i just meant because of their like ambition oh and i don't think money i don't think anybody money <laughs> i don't think anybody was assuming it was for their personalities or their good looks <laughs> or looks so anyway this guy was really wealthy owned two cars one of which was an audi that's what you're gonna say? You a Maserati? Seemed... This is like this is this is mediocre. Says the no, woman. Says the woman with the two station wagons. What do I even have? What's this thing called? <laughs> a mom uh, van. I think it's called like a Chrysler Home and. Country what is it like? It's it's, a it's like name. a mom van, right? Town and county. Like, yes. Base, but let's not mock it because you're using mine. You're using one of them right now. Oh my god! And it's served me exactly. well. Anyway, I'm never going to get to the end of this story. <laughs> he invited me over to watch Game of Thrones. I think. I then didn't hear from him for like two days and then I texted him the day I was meant to come over and was like, you know, hey, so are we still up for doing something tonight? No, no, I think and you texted. You texted and you were like, hey, I've got my two fur throws. They're wrapped around my shoulder. I'm outside your door. Let me in. <laughs> outside your door with my silver wig on. That would and, have been um, so amazing. That would have been amazing. Got, and I actually did. I've got my dragons. i did know, outside your door. <laughs> I actually did know where he lived because... When he had said to me, come over, we'll watch Game of Thrones. And I was like, like slightly drunk, but also probably totally sober going, give me your address right now so you can't worm your way out of it. Like literally said that to him. Anyway, so I knew where he lived, but I didn't show up with my wig on. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is, I text him and said, are, are we still on for tonight? He wrote back and was like, hey, basically like my head's all over the place. It's um, <laughs> like, I'm, my head's all over the place. There's a woman outside my door with two fur throws and a dragon don't you honestly wish though sometimes without yes. these stories work out that you just had shown up with the two balloons yes in yes. the shape of dragons yes oh my god I actually fucking I fucking oh, like I and tape them to his door dragon balloons anyway and he this story like, is dragging my... on Rose. We could you hurry up oh, Jesus Christ you think Claire, the scale of this story look anyway so he basically said something about, you know, just coming out of a relationship. He'd just come out of a relationship, I think, about three months earlier, but it was blah, like seven Blah, years blah, blah, right? You're like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he said, I don't want to get into anything. Like, I don't want to get into anything too. I don't want to rush anything or something. And I was like, sure. Ne- Never heard from him again. You're peeling. You're peeling the fur coats off your shoulders. You're like, no problem. <laughs> Would have never heard from him again, except for about 10 days later, I texted him and was basically like, what the fuck? I actually was so delighted with that. I was so delighted with that. Like, what an absolute knob. I know you were. I'm just, I'm just moving on. So (laughs) I basically texted him about 10 days later and I said, hey, like, what happened? I thought we got on really well. Like, what's the story? And he basically wrote back and was like, hey, how are you? How are things going? How's the online dating going? And I was like, are you actually fucking joking? Like... I'm not having a chat with you about how the online dating's going. What the fuck happened? And he was like, what do you mean? I thought we had a great time. I've gone on some mad dates since then. I have some mad stories. I think the two of us could be really good friends. Give me a break. I've gone on loads of dates since then. Is he joking? No, he wasn't joking. Was he even at home when you were knocking on his door with the dragons? (laughs) This is only funny because of your face right now. (laughs) but you know what like this is really annoying me now because I can no longer see your face because you're literally sitting in fucking Gandalf's cave you're sitting and you're sitting in pitch black because there's not a light on in the room let me turn all the lights on hold on pause (laughs) god you are hilarious literally once again, I did nothing funny. You've been laughing at yourself I, for the last no, 15 minutes. I've been laughing at you. Your story is actually hilarious. It's like, you're so angry. You've been laughing at, been laughing at my story that I didn't do. No. You've been laughing at the part of the story where I turned up in my fur coat. No, no, no. That was funny. But no, I was also laughing at you. Okay, go on. Oh my God, I was, I was so pissed off. And I remember loads of my friends at the time were like, Oh, like, you should never have texted him. What? I was going, why not? But like, why, are we, why do we let people off the hook all the time? I was literally like, you literally, you led me on. Oh, yeah. And then I said something like, no, no. Oh, no. I said, uh, you're clearly getting the hang of this online date. Because on our first date, he was like, oh, this is my first online date. I really, and, and like, my friends have been telling me about ghosting. I, I never knew it was a thing and oh, blah, blah, blah. And when I texted him, then I said, you're clearly getting the hang of it because you, because you ghosted me really well. And he basically was like, oh, no, no, no. I didn't ghost you. I was like, what do you think it means? that's exactly what, except for you've written back to this text. Well, I have to say, hey, I, have to... I was proud of you because I remember a very similar scene in Paris where I went out on a date with this guy. First date. And he brought me he brought me for drinks like out on some terrace downtown in the middle of Paris with two of his colleagues, which I took as like a mega good sign. We've been chatting for, I don't know, maybe a day and a half, yeah. right? And he was like, here are my two colleagues. And they seemed super normal, a girl and a guy. And we all had Super casual drinks. It was great fun. And we went back to my house. We had another glass of wine. I, I mean, Don's going to be listening, so I don't think we kissed. I think we kissed, right? Uh, but, like, nothing major, right? And then it was like, oh, we're going to meet up. And he just spent the whole time telling me, like, how happy he was that he had met me. And, like, finally. And he'd been online dating for who knows how long and hadn't met anybody decent. And this was just now. This, this validated for him, like, you know, everything was great, etc.
1: you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com.
2: Fast forward about a week, I'm like, where is this dude? So I would be texting him like, hey, are we, you know, are we going to meet up for a drink? And he would call me and he would serenade me on his guitar and tell me stories of his ailing cat. <laughs> right? My cat's really sick, so I can't come out. I'm like, your, your cat's... Are- but... Did I say, your cat's really sick and you can't come out? Forget it. I was like, your cat's really sick. Could you play me another song? Like, literally, I then sobbed into my pillow for about two full weeks straight until finally I decided, like, I couldn't actually put up with this anymore. We had, like, I can't even tell you. I mean, at least 10 nightly serenades where obviously he was, I don't know, living around the corner with his girlfriend or married or just... Not that into Then that movie came out. He's not that into And I was like, oh, this is my blowing. I think blowing. everybody felt very targeted by that. I felt extremely targeted, especially since yeah. like the cat guy was a pretty recent event <laughs> in my life. Yeah. But I mean, the I really guy. thought we had something going on. I'm still shocked by it. I'm like, even now, I'm like, I really thought something good was going to come out of that. It didn't. You know, I got I got chatting to this guy a couple of months before I met Brandon. Like A couple of months before I came over here. And I don't know, like we got on really well. He, he had some very dodgy photos that were like, you know, you're like, you could be really hot, but you also could have just taken that at a really dodgy angle. But I was kind of erring on the side of he's probably a bit hot. Why was I doing that? Because they're never hot and they're dodgy <sighs> so angles. Never. I mean, they're never hot. <laughs> no, but like, so if mean. like, like the thing is, right, I always approach online dating. Like if I met this guy in a bar and he was funny and he was charming, would I fancy him? Right. The answer nine times out of 10 is yes. Ah. Uh, 11 times out of 10. Yeah, 11 times out of 10. I fancy everyone. However, if you have to ask yourself, is this guy hot? It's hard to tell in this photo that he's not hot because he would have put up like his hottest photo, not the photo where you can't tell if he's hot. He could still be attractive when you meet him, but he's not going to be like total blazing hottie. If you have to ask yourself, he's not super hot. Anyway, that's not really the point. We're getting on really well. I I was totally fancying him. I was like, like, he's really sexy. He seems really funny. And then one day he was like, can I call you? I hate phone calls anyway. And I was like, no. <laughs> I think I just said, oh, sorry, I'm my housemate's asleep, which, which she was. My housemate's asleep and I'm doing X, Y, Z. And then he called me anyway, which which should have been a warning sign that I was like, if, if you're not taking my very first no, like, don't call me right now. you know, maybe he just really liked to. It's supposed to be nice. Anyway, so he called me then. And he just, the minute we started talking, he sounded like, I don't know, like, one of your dad's friends from down the country who would just, like, make really off-colour jokes. Like He was just, like, one of these people who thought he was really charming. You know what I mean? But really wasn't. Oh, you so hadn't met go, yet. Oh, you I hadn't know. met in person. No, no, no. No, no, no. And then he, he was telling me about how he and his brother, he was like, oh, this hilarious thing happened. Me and my brother were in town and we passed by this homeless guy who asked us for some money. And my brother took out his payslip from his pocket, handed it to your man and said, here's what a payslip looks like so you'll know when you get a job. And he was like, isn't that hilarious? Right? How and I was did like, you I end really up chatting this guy, funny. seriously? I don't really know. He seemed funny initially. I think it was on... No, it wasn't on Tinder. It was on Plenty of Fish, which is very dodgy now in <laughs> Ireland. Very, like, all, honestly, all of all of the weirdos are on Plenty of Fish. Honestly, oh, get, like, it's very oh weird. God. <laughs> but anyway... And I basically was like, I don't really think that's very funny. And then we were meant to meet up the next night or something. And I basically texted him later on and was like, hey, you know, I actually just don't think that we're, that we'd really get on. He was like, why? And I was like, well, that joke that that your brother made about the homeless guy, like I really didn't think was funny. And that would be something that would really bother me. Like, we're just not the same kind of people at all. And he basically got really thick and was like, I think you're being really judgmental. Like, how dare you judge me on one story? And I was literally like, just drop it, man. Like, we haven't even met. man. Drop it, man. I'm more bothered by Drop this, it, man. I'm more bothered by this. Yeah, like, listen, <laughs> leave it out, man. Drop it. Fuck off. I can be strange actually ridiculous. How many online dates did you actually go on? A lot. I mean, I've never actually sat down and tallied them up. Probably not that many. I did go on an online date with a guy who had just moved up to Dublin from Waterford. And when I told him I'd be in Grafton Street he said he didn't know where that was. That's fine. You're, you know what? I think it's funny because on the one hand, I was about to say, it's interesting how you're not so judgmental, right? But I think there are so many really people. i judgmental about small things. Yeah, yeah. But there are so many people who are like, I mean, maybe in hindsight, like, well, not in hindsight, I'm saying in hindsight a lot, but like, At the time, at the time when I was online dating, I wondered if I should be more picky because it's not like it worked out super well for me the whole time. You know, I kept going out with these total nut jobs. I remember for a certain while as well, when you say like you were projecting Star Wars, I had this pair of knee high boots that I absolutely thought were super sexy. Right. But I wore them to every Star Wars and 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 you were projecting Star Wars. Pretty woman, yeah, well, uh, yeah, actually, a little. bit I was reading about Pretty Woman. I was reading a review about Pretty Woman today. With them, um, there was an interview with Lily Taylor. Um, is that her name, Lily Taylor, the other sister in Mystic Pizza? And she was talking about Julia Roberts. And they said, "Well, how did you feel when, like, Julia Roberts was told you that? Because she's kind of, you know, she's very activist and feminist, and you know, outspoken in her views. She's like, how did you feel when you were working with Julia Roberts and she told you, like, she's your friend, that she was going to be doing Pretty Woman, and, and your woman goes?" I was like, are you even joking right now? You're you're like a sex worker and you're making it nice. <laughs> but anyway, yes, I was the nice sex worker rocking around Paris. And like I had these puss in boots heels from Marnie when I worked at Marnie and they were like up over my knee and they were super, there was like a cone-shaped heel and I loved them. And I didn't have a lot of occasion to wear them except when I was online dating. And one time I went out with this one guy, I went out with him a couple of times and I wore the boots every every time, right? And maybe on like the third or fourth time, and you know, I found him very attractive and very charming and all these kinds of things. We went out and we had dinner and it was like all very civilized. And on about the fourth date, he said to me, I, I went out, I was like, obviously kind of lowered my guard and decided that this was a bit more casual. And I wore normal shoes. And he's like, uh, where are the boots? He's like, uh, I really like those boots. Um, why are you not wearing them tonight? And I was like, because uh, I'm just wearing normal. I can walk in them shoes. And he's like, oh, and he never called me again. Yeah. So I was actually shocked. It wasn't me at all. It was the boots. I still have those boots it's upstairs like just boots in case I, I still have them upstairs in case I need them again. <laughs> but I also, I went out with actually a load of weirdos, I have to tell you. Like, I honestly, I went out with one guy who was absolutely tiny, right? And I'm about five foot ten. Somebody asked on Instagram how tall I am. And I you used to be five. I used to be five shot. foot eleven. But due to cradling four small demanding children, I have become four foot ten. Climbing the maternal Mount ever. Correct. I shall be doing Pilates soon and hoping to regain that inch or half inch, whatever, five foot ten. Anyway, I, I went out and met this guy and of course, obviously then you've got heels on so like you're six foot two, right? And I met this guy and he had said like, I'm five foot seven or whatever, he was five foot one. And he was absolutely tiny. At a certain point, we were walking towards the restaurant and like, he was just super peeved from the moment we met to basically the moment I never saw him again. And halfway there, he goes, do you mind just walking in the street? And I was like, excuse me? And he goes, could you please step down in the street? It's like, this height difference is just really awkward. And I was like, okay. Instead of going, no, I'm going home. I was like, okay. So I step down into the street and I walk in the street beside him as he's on the path. I know, Rosemary, your face is actually worth showing to the world could you please walk in the street and you did it I know I know what was I even thinking this guy was super obnoxious then we get to the bar right And everything I said you know the kind of I mean it's the kind of person you couldn't even make him up it's like what I imagine Ernest Hemingway was like if he was also absolutely like I don't even know like resentful of his own stature you know so we're sitting outside and, oh, sorry, without being a smart writer or thinker. Anyway, we're sitting outside this bar and he goes, I'll get the drinks. And he goes, did you get the drink the first round? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got the first round. He goes, I'll get the next round. He goes in. I'm sitting outside. It's like sweltering hot. I'm sitting outside for about an hour and a half. I'm like, where is this dude? And it was also, he's pretty small. So like, I couldn't see inside if he was in the crush or not, you know, at the bar. <laughs> Finally, I go in, I look around. He's gone. He's skedaddled. He left. He just like... Did a runner. It was that bad. He also made sure you'd you'd paid for the drinks. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. You paid for that first hand, right? Oh well, I went out with another guy who was actually weird. Right, we went to a pizzeria, and it was funny because myself, and my friend Julie, (laughs) my only friend. I'm just gonna be like my only friend, Julie, and I. We used to go on dates at the same time so that we could make sure. We would text each other. Are you still alive? Basically, have you been buried? I mean, I don't even know what the logic was. Are you buried by the expressway? Dot dot dot. Or as mom likes to do I'm, the dot. I'm dot. shocked. I'm shocked. Your phone was was like had, had enough battery to even be oh, able to write back. Thank to this. you. Or as mom likes to do dot dot dot. I'm thinking I, moms would just be like dot 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 dot. dot. Oh, I'm dead. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I was out with this guy, and he was he rocked along in his um, Colombo leather jacket, right? And we go down to this downstairs pizzeria and it was all a bit dingy, but it was grand like, you know, I mean, who cares, right? So we're having pizza and we're, and and he was, but you know, the kind of person who's like, everything's terrible. Life's terrible. My job, no job. It's terrible. I'm living at home. I'm with my mom with my sisters. I hate them all. I hate this. I hope you have enough money to pay for the dinner. I go, excuse me? He goes, well, I hope you have enough money to pay for the dinner. I'm not paying for this. I was like, oh yeah, I. I do He's like well then I'll have another glass of wine So he then orders another glass of wine Instead of being like No I don't You need to pay for it Au revoir Instead I'm like Oui J'ai de l'argent Like what the hell is wrong with me Well you know when When uh, me and that ex that I met online The day that we broke up We were having this We were just having the worst day ever And we had this big fight In actually similarly a pizza restaurant We had a big fight in a pizza restaurant and by, I knew sorry, that he had no money. Sorry, by a big fight, do you mean an, a big Irish fight where you whispered fervently and quietly? Because a big fight in any country oh, outside yeah. of Ireland is a big fight. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Like, we had an argument in hushed tones. Yes, yes. Good, like, good. We had a bit of a debate good. In, in hushed tones where he basically said to me, you just always have to be right. And I was like, oh, but I am right. Like, but in this <gasps> occasion, I am actually right. Because it was. Oh, and, uh, my God. He was right, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he actually made it very easy to be right. So he was right <gasps> Rose times me. infinity. Bitch. So anyway, no, honestly, he was ridiculous. So we had this big, hushed, very subtle argument. And I got so angry that I basically stood up and left him sitting at the table and walked out. And then as I was walking out the front door, I remembered that I was paying, that he had no money. So I went back to the till Shaking like hand over my credit card and the waiter was just coming out with our desserts and I was like, we don't want them. And he was like, oh, but I'm like, we don't want them. We don't want to pay, we want to go. Have you gone on many though, like amazing online dates? Uh, No, no. I mean, literally no, actually none. I mean, the only one I can think of was probably amazing just for its absolute mortification of me. I went. I met this guy who I thought looked extremely handsome and charming and we went out on a date and he was very handsome and charming like a bit more professorial potentially than I had anticipated and he couldn't meet up until like 11 o'clock or something which is very Parisian too you know I was a bit like I mean actually now that actually speaks to the obsession I was like grand 11 o'clock I mean now I'd be like 11 o'clock I'd be in bed by two hours ago no thanks anyway I rock up probably in my boots and uh Actually, which may explain the next part. And so we have some wine, we have some cheese, etc. And I remember as we were leaving, all of the bars were closed. All of the chairs were stacked up on themselves, you know. And he walked me to the subway because we didn't live near each other. Like, we lived in different arrondissements. And he goes, he's like, "Okay, well, it is very nice to meet you, etc., etc. And I remember that he was speaking very nice English to me because, like, as I said, I had pretty poor French at the time. And I went, but I, but... That did not prevent me from being extremely cool and nonchalant in my farewells. And I was like, oh, you know, nice to meet you too. Well, you know, see you soon. And then I was being extremely coy. And I'm sure I like, I, I remember I twisted a little bit to the left as I was, you know, kind of giving him a, a cheeky smile. I'm literally, my whole body has gone cold. <laughs> and then what cheeky happened? cheeky smile, farewell. And I turned to walk down the stairs and my leg disappeared from underneath me and I just slid on my arse down two very long metro flights of steps. Like doof, 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 doof. Oh like very long God. flights of like And they're so dirty as well. Oh, that wasn't really what I was thinking. They're metal tipped which was the more painful oh. part. Oh. I got down to the bottom. I stood up. I turned round. I looked at him. <laughs> I chuckled. Oh, hilarious. What a wally. I waved Goodbye. I turned the corner. I burst into tears and I stood there for about three hours crying. (laughs) Oh my. But it was (laughs) agony. Oh my God. It was so sore. I had the worst bruise ever. Oh Oh. my God. It was and the most embarrassing thing ever. Out of interest. Did you ever hear from him again? Yes. This was the guy that I actually dated then for like another year. (laughs) But I think he... Well, we never really talked about it. I think he actually thought I was fine. Like some kind of weird cyber oh. woman as I got to the bottom of the stairs. It's like, no problem. <laughs> These things happen all the time. Turned around, just a faster way to go down the stairs. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I suppose it was very efficient. It was extremely embarrassing. Like literally mortifying. Like what else could happen? Oh, I actually fell. I actually fell on that date with the guy I mean, the guy who's friends with your friend. I fell on that date, but like in a really embarrassing way where my I was wearing my block-heeled boots, my my only pair of heels that I can actually wear anywhere to do anything. So they're probably and, about half an inch tall, just to just to put yeah, this in perspective for everyone. They're pretty low, and also I'd <laughs> like to point out that men who say they're five foot ten on online dating sites are not five foot ten. He was probably five foot seven, which put me at an inch above him, and Irish men do not like that. Anyway, I was coming back from the bathroom I slid this was like at the beginning of our date when we just gone for coffee. I slid on something, my back foot came out from under me and I landed down what's your back foot on my do you right have three knee. feet my left foot my, like like the foot that was behind me you're such oh my gosh slid out from under me. I landed on my right knee right next to this woman's chair, and I landed with my arm on the back of her chair as if I was proposing to her. And literally was like, hi. And she and all her friends were like, oh, my God, are you okay?" And I was like, I'm fine. And like that, I just kind of laughed. And I was like, God, slippy floor. And I had the worst bruise on my knee. Could have been a lawsuit. This is the difference between us and Americans. They would have been like, lawsuit, lawsuit. They'd all be rich. This is why we're not rich. You don't need Mark Zuckerberg or whoever else you mentioned the other day, Elon Musk. You just need to be able to pull out the lawsuit card when you actually hurt yourself. I was actually, you know what, I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day about how I'd love to get like one of those injury claims, but like not for an injury. I want like there was a girl in Ireland who, when she was a toddler, was in Smith's with her dad and a toy tractor fell off a shelf two feet in front of her and she got something like 25 grand for the trauma. That's what I want. Jesus Christ. I don't want to be injured. Honest to God, like if that's the case, many, many, many store employees could claim trauma because my children have all pulled their trousers down at them. So let's be thankful that that's not a common happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, there's a difference between being flashed by a toddler and being like almost decapitated by a toy tractor. Is there? Is there, who are you to say what trauma is to people? I mean, that's what the lawyer would say, right? True. So all in all, online dating, a yay or a nay? It totally depends because especially when I was on Tinder, you'd kind of you might have a day where you'd be in a roll and you'd get 10 matches and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so desirable. And then I'd have a week of absolutely zero. And like, when I say absolutely zero, I remember my housemate at the time was on Tinder as well. And we used to like, you know, sit there kind of doing it together, if you know what I mean, like looking at each other's decks, as it were, and saying, oh, you should swipe left, you should swipe right or whatever. And she literally would say yes to, Two percent of the men she saw, like she'd like, she look at people and be like, no, he looks like he has a weird left ear or like, no, I really don't like that poster on the wall behind him. You, you know, this kind of stuff. Whereas I'd be like, great, he looks great, he looks great, he looks great, he looks great. So it was really, really insulting to me when I would no matches because I'd literally be like, I'm saying yes mm, to everyone. Yeah. And like no one's saying yes to me. But then there were really nice moments of validation. But I mean, I think it's just really hard to meet people, I mean, especially during the pandemic, but even like pandemic times aside, it's really difficult to meet people. Offline nowadays and I think a part of it is that we're all really busy so like you know people are very busy so when you go out with your friends especially in your 30s and 40s you're not going out looking to meet someone you're going out catching up with your friend you haven't seen in three weeks so you're not there to like flirt with men and you don't have time if someone comes up to you and goes hi can I buy you a drink that's not what you're there for do you know what but I mean? But isn't that why online so like, dating happened but I mean it's hard because the parameters maybe shouldn't be so much about what do you look like and what are your hobbies Maybe it needs- maybe it needs to be more like Culturally, what do you have in common? Like, where are you from? Do you know? Because there is a certain comfort in like, I would immediately have like when people were Irish or whatever, I would immediately be like, oh yeah, I'll totally meet meet up with them, but they never ever ever picked me (laughs) because they were obviously like, I want the you know the fantasy of a beautiful French girlfriend. I get you, yeah. yeah, Whereas I was like, oh, I'd love the comfort of like a really good crack Irish man, you know? Yeah, and and like also, I think I don't know anecdotally, I think women go into things like you. You go on a date, loads of my friends actually have gone on dates and have come back on, you know what, I'm not really sure I'd fancy him. He was nice, like we had a nice time, I'd probably see him again. Whereas what I gather is that if a man comes out of a date going, I'm not really sure I fancied her, he's like, no. You know what I mean? I'm not really sure I fancied her, I'll go again. Yeah, well I don't know, know I mean I I feel like Don was not sure he fancied me but he called me up and asked me out on a second day because he was like, that date was so bad, do you want to go on another date? That's a story for another day. But I mean... I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on the person, you know, but maybe that's more. Yeah, maybe yeah. it is more. Maybe it is more common. I, I I do think like it depends also what you're looking for. Like, because I think, yeah, partly the mismatch is that there's an assumption that we're all there for the same thing, but we're not. And if we're and even if we're not, we don't all we're not all honest about what we're looking for. I was actually just about to say that, that like when I online dated in America, it was the first time that I saw any man saying I'm looking for a relationship. In Ireland, it might be like. I'm looking to date and see what happens. And that would be as close as you got to a man saying, I'm looking for a relationship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but there's also a big difference because here, um, particularly in Fort Wayne, a lot of people, including your partner, have already been like there's a, a much younger yeah, marriage yeah. divorce separation rate. So there's a much more like I've already been there. I'm coming with different um I'm coming with different backgrounds and different kind of realities, yeah. you know, like, whereas if we're all mm-hmm. single, mm-hmm. then we all have like, it's a different playing field, you know. But yeah, I, I mean, I yeah. still, I still, you're probably still right. Probably still the, like, there are people who are still like, well, I've got 17 kids and I've been divorced twice and I'm looking to see what happens versus I'm looking. But I mean, also, I don't think, I think like some people are not looking for a relationship, but still somehow it's not super okay to be like, I just want to have fun. Yeah, I just want to hook up. Yeah. 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 And, like, yeah, it's just, uh, I, like, it's, it's really complicated, I think, by so many different factors. And, like, yes, as you said, one of the main ones is that we're not always honest with each other or even kind of with ourselves, I think. Yeah. And, like, I was saying to you earlier that, like, even I remember when, when I was online dating, I remember there was one guy that I had arranged to go on a date with. And he was being real, like, wishy-washy and, you know, kind of maybe we'll do this, maybe we'll do that. And eventually I just said to him, here, like, do you want to go on this second date or not? Because no hard feelings at all if you don't want to go. But like you know, just 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 let me know because I'll make other plans. And like my other plans were like I'm gonna sit at home. But I want to know that I'm sitting at home. And um, he basically was like, you know what? I just think you're looking for something a lot more serious than I am. And I think it was literally me saying, I want a commitment. Yes or no? Are we dating? I was like, are we going on a date on Saturday night? And he was like, it's too much. You know what I mean? You're not being casual. It sounds enough. like me. I mean, not to do with relationships, <laughs> but just to do with making plans. Sounds like me. Yeah, I don't want to make any yeah, plans. But, you know, I also feel like weird things like in a way, um, online dating, I suppose to me was good because it opened me up to like, I think it it made me be more open, but it also made me like just relax. You know, it it, it made me like not necessarily not expect true love from everything, but it made me realistic to the reality that like true love will not come from everything. You know what I mean? Like, because I think prior to that, like every relationship I'd had, I didn't I'd actually had I had any relationships, couldn't tell you. Probably not. No. Uh, Oh yeah, maybe one. But like everything was about like, where is this going? And you know, what's the end of this going to be? And is this, is this forever? Is this a forever relationship? Whereas like online dating kind of opened me up to the idea of like, no, it's not. Get over yourself. This person's never going to call you again. And oh, I remember I went on, I went on a date with one guy who literally sat down opposite me and goes, you're not as thin as your picture. And then became one of my best friends. And I'm like, what was wrong with me? Like, oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say like, I was literally reading today about this idea of, oh, I was listening to the podcast, The Guru, which is about, can't remember any of their names, The Secret and Oprah Winfrey's Rosemary, you need to tell. Which, which, which is about this self-help oh, thank guy you. Yes. called like Michael or Jonathan. He has a real kind of yes. run of the mill yes. name that I can't remember. And how he basically used to do these retreats that was basically like, Find your power and become rich at my retreat and a whole load of people died in a sweat lodge when he was basically like like, and 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 he basically told them, You have to die to come alive. And they actually died. Yes. But what more what was more shocking to me than anything in all of this and what made me maybe realize I don't want to call it my Irishness, my Irishness maybe, but like maybe my closeness to my mother, my similarity to my mother was the fact that so many of them talked about I I used to date. I used to go out with guys. I used to have bad relationships. And after a while, I realized that these relationships, I was searching out unproductive relationships because I didn't respect myself. I was like, really? I was like, really? Like, I just thought that this was the guy's fault or like bad luck to me. I mean, like, I feel like my mom, you know, I don't really think about it that much. Like, I never analyzed Mm. it to that extent. I was like, did I? Then this morning, I was like, my entire first two decades were just disastrous because I was just not looking for the right things anyway. The point being, I was like, I don't know that I was looking for the right things or valuing the right things, but also maybe not meeting well, the right people. So like, can you actually be blamed I, for you that? You know what? I really, I think there was probably a, a very long phase in your life where you didn't value yourself enough to not step off the path for the shortcut. That's guy. what they're saying. That's what my point. You no, know, I know. And I'm but, but, but like, I'm reiterating I'm it like, you, I'm I saying. don't really yes. think about it that way. I think I was more just raised to be polite to everybody. I don't like, I think when he said, hey, yeah. I feel bad. I'm short and you're tall. Would you mind getting in the road? I was like, okay, want to make you feel better. This could be true love. I mean, obviously I should have been like, this is not true love. But like, I was thinking this guy could still be amazing. Anyway, all this to say that like, I think, you know, Going out with all these people made me realize like how different people are and how maybe lucky I am to have finally found somebody with whom I only disagree once a day. But also like it made me probably more open to meeting people in more unusual circumstances because like on one of my dates, I went on a date, this guy didn't turn up, right? He like just literally didn't turn up or he turned up and didn't like how I was looking, etc., well, actually, I went out with one guy who said, I almost walked away when I came around the corner because oh, you were yeah. wearing grey, floppy trousers. I was wearing those trousers with the straps. <laughs> Parachute pants. And did I say, oh, well, I'm walking away now. Oh, no, I said, oh, I'm really glad you're still here. What the hell? Like, seriously. Anyway, so... I mean, he was right about the pants. That is not the point, Rosemary. You just have a problem with my trousers. Anyway, so I was going... I, this guy didn't turn up, so I went over to the taxi rank. This is now initially. Italy. went over to the taxi rank... And I got in the first taxi and the ta- I said to the taxi, like, drive me to this party. My friends were having a party and he's driving me and he's driving me and, and like, I, and he was, I was looking in the rear view mirror. I was like, this guy, this taxi driver is incredibly attractive, blah, blah, blah. And he was being extremely flirty. And I'm like, oh, taxi driver, do you want to come to this party? He's like, yeah, great. So we're in the party. We go out, we date three more times. And after the third date, he goes, I'm not actually a taxi driver. I was like, what? He goes, I was just parked in the taxi rank and you got in my car. <laughs> After three dates, he told you? Well, I mean, in t- fairness, <laughs> he probably was like, I'm like a psychopath. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, he also wasn't super smart, but he was extremely handsome. Anyway, enough of that. So, I mean, open me up to a whole other world of dangerousness. Because, like, if mom was to hear this, she'd be like, you could be dead. Note to all women listening to this. The moral of this story is not just get in the car Oh no! Or be open to anybody. It's check that this is a no. correct taxi. Yeah, yeah. actually, you know what? Lessons we've learned. <laughs> if, if a man invites you over to watch Game of Thrones oh. and then doesn't text you to reconfirm he's just not that into yeah, you. Do not, if do not, you. Do not immediately purchase reams of fur throws. <laughs> if a man asks you to step off the path so that you may stop oh. humiliating him with your gargantuan height... You are not going to call Gargantuan. Fall in love with him, he's not going to follow. Gargantuan you. in his to his mind. You said he was five I foot one. Was, you probably was like exaggerating Brienne of tarts to him. <laughs> I was thinking about her the other day. I was probably of oh, tarts. Do you mind? Oh, he was probably about five foot eight. You're such a brat. <laughs> you said five foot one. I was using hyperbole, Rosemary, or even hyperbole. <laughs> Oh my god I'm actually really glad you correct that because I'm like <laughs> I, I was like I knew you were joking but I'm sure people would listen and be like she's so dumb she's posh but she's dumb posh excuse me keep going what's the third lesson the third lesson is check that this is a real taxi oh yeah well well I thought we covered that in <laughs> I thought we covered that in don't just get in the car oh, yeah. no no the third lesson is don't judge people from oh. down the country who don't know where Grafton Street is oh yeah exactly although actually when he showed up he was wearing Boot cut je- blue bootcut jeans, brown shoes and an MMA hoodie. Rosemary, you are dating that right now. <gasps> oh my God, you're not I wrong. <gasps> so back to the previous point, do not judge people from down the country who don't know where Grafton Street is. Okay, excellent takeaways. I love it. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. We would really appreciate it if you take the time to go to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. And if you have even more time, a review. It can be short. We love reading them. You can get all of our show notes and transcripts of every episode lovingly hand typed by moi on notwithoutmysister.com. Oh, and we have a competition running on our Instagram right now. And it's a really good one. So if you're on Instagram, head to at Sister and enter it because it's fun. And we have more things, more exciting things coming. Yes, very good. And thanks very much. Beatrice, Beatrice, where can people follow you? Uh, At Beatrice McCabe with an A in my Mac. On Instagram. On Instagram, yeah, sorry. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Rosemary McCabe with an A in my Mac if you want to follow me and see what I'm up to. And we will be back in, in your ear holes next week. Thanks very much for listening to us. And if you have any recommendations for what we should discuss, feel free to share them with us. We are always happy for topic suggestions. And terrible or excellent online dating stories. Oh, yeah, we'd love them. Give me all of them. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Geraghty. Sound mixing and editing is by Don Kirkland. Original music is also by Don Kirkland, hashtag very talented. And our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen.
0: Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. As is my podcast, Meet Your Maker. You'll find more great shows at thewarren.ie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.